Hi, it's Matt. Just before we start the show, I want to tell you about a great live event I've got coming up on the 27th of March. To celebrate 600 episodes of Recruiting Future, I'm going to be hosting a live Ask Me Anything webinar. This is your chance to pick my brain on anything you like, including market trends and predictions, the impact of AI on recruiting, skills-based hiring, the changing role of recruiters, podcasting tips, or even my favourite Scottish tourist destinations and whiskies. Literally, ask me anything. I'll also be joined by some surprise special guests who'll be adding their perspectives to the conversation. You can sign up now by going to mattalder.me slash AMA. That's mattalder.me slash AMA. And I really look forward to seeing you there. That web address one last time. mattalder.me slash AMA. Support for this podcast comes from Smart Recruiters, the hiring success company. Smart Recruiters is an enterprise-grade talent acquisition suite designed for hiring success. Move beyond applicant tracking with a modern platform that provides everything you need to attract, select and hire the best talent. From candidate relationship management, sourcing and recruitment marketing, to screening, selection and offer management, experience a talent acquisition suite with a user experience that candidates, hiring managers and recruiters all love. Companies from Kelly Services to Visa to Bosch leverage smart recruiters to achieve hiring success and expand their business. Visit Smart Recruiters at www.smartrecruiters.com to find out why companies across the globe consider them the number one ATS replacement. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 142 of the Recruiting Future podcast. These days, everyone seems to have a view on recruiting technology. But with the proliferation of new solutions that we're currently seeing, comes an increase in marketing spin and a battle for thought leadership amongst industry commentators, which means it's very difficult for employers to find the signal in so much noise. So what is actually going on? And what are the real trends to be aware of? Who better to guide us through than someone who's responsible for actually building the software itself? Hassam Lavi is both the founder of JobSpotting and the director of product for Smart Recruiters. He shares some brilliant insights in this interview, so make sure you're listening very carefully. Hi Hassam and welcome to the podcast. Hi, good, good morning, Matt. Um, great to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about you and what you do? I'm, I'm Hassan Lavi. I'm um, working as a product director at Smart Recruiters. Uh, I joined a company around two years ago when uh, uh, Smart Recruiters acquired a startup that I founded in 2013. I've been within the HR tech uh, business since 2011, and I kind of got in sort of by accident. Uh, I, w- I previously worked at Google in Dublin uh, with Search, and uh, I decided to move to Berlin to- together with uh, my-, my wife. And um, landing in Berlin, 
I realized I couldn't speak German and uh, had struggled to to find a job and understand what's going on in the job market. So I just to help myself and uh, my friends that were also looking to move to Berlin, I started a job board and very simple job board that was in English because there was there was no other similar site and. Uh, I just I just ran that as a side project for a couple of years and it kind of grew organically and now it's one of the biggest job boards in Berlin and that kind of got my eyes on the whole recruiting and the online online industry uh, around jobs and job search and based on that I I got in touch with a couple of my ex Google colleagues that moved to Berlin and we 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 founded a company called JobSpotting which was um, which is still a, re- a recommendation tool for job seekers. And then throughout this, the years that we were running that, we, we got to know small recruiters who are interested in the technology uh, of matching and AI and machine learning and how that can help recruiters and job seekers. And, uh, and then we joined, we joined forces uh, back in 2016. Um, and uh, where I'm based in Berlin, as I mentioned, um, we, have a, we have an office here focused on, on uh, engineering. And um, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much what I do. Fantastic. And, um, you know, obviously in that time, there's been a huge amount of, um, um, you know, change in, in recruiting that's, that's, that's kind of being driven by technology. Um, what I'm noticing at the moment is more and more people are talking about um, recruitment you know, recruiting automation and um, how technology is changing um, the, the the way that recruitment works. Um, what's interesting, though, is not many people are actually talking about what's happening. <laughs> you know, what exactly is happening, um, and and how is technology changing it? Um, from from your kind of perspective, as uh, you know, someone who's helping uh, to develop and create these products, you know, what what's going on? What do people need to be aware of? I mean, generally, there's a couple of there's a couple of problems in the in the market that are increasingly becoming a challenge, and this is why technology is become starting to play a bigger role. Like one of one of those things that um, it's just becoming harder to find to find the right talent. Uh, you know, we've uh, there was been there, there has been some studies which uh, shows that 50, 50, more than fifty percent of all the talent acquisition uh, professionals find that screening candidates are, are the hardest part of part of the job. In addition to this, I also see that because of the way online job platforms and recruiting software has changed, uh, they made it increasingly easier for candidates to apply to jobs. Um, that might sound like a good thing, but in a, in, it, it, it has a side effect of recruiters just being bombarded with an increasing amount of application resumes that they need to manually check. So just just the, the problem of... Um, uh, signal versus noise is just increasing massively and uh, pushes it down to uh, to recruiters to manually manage it. And because of all of this, that those two problems, we also see that uh, bias has become a major concern, and the subjective dis- decisions and actions, uh, together with the negative bias, has a pretty big negative impact on teams and organizations. And, and many companies are are um, spending a hu- huge amount of time to trying to fight bias in, in recruiting because it's, it's pretty obvious that diverse teams are generally uh, performing, performing better. And based on those problems, we obviously look to technology to, to solve those. And uh, some of the things that we've seen happening is, of course, around automation, first and first and foremost. And automation is really about offloading the grunt work, like things, things that recruiters don't want to do because, to be honest, I don't believe any recruiter got to this business to read resumes all day long. I think it's a it's a people business. 
recruiters really like to reach out to people, uh, negotiate with them, get to get to know them and, and bring them on board. But because of the increasing amount of uh, workload in terms of the, uh, screening, they just have a decreasing amount of time to, sp- to spend on it. And uh, having automation with technology, uh, it really helps us. And th- this is, and we're not talking about a vision for the, for the future. This is already happening in the market. There, there, there are several companies and software that uh, take care of uh, auto- automated screening, automated um, uh, scoring of candidates so that rec- recruiters can really start working um, with the focusing focusing on the most promising candidate first. Um, the second part is around automated sourcing. So, so not only managing the incoming applicants, the inbound into your pipeline, but also the outbound part of it. And so, it's so AI cannot. So, it doesn't only help recruiters to find matching candidates, uh, but it also helps you to re- rediscover candidates in your own databases, as well as outbound to uh, connect to external databases and and analyze the content, figure out who the best potential candidates are, and even reach out to them through automated way, through chatbots and automated messaging to, um, to, to, in, to engage with them and bring them on board. So that's about the actual recruiting part of it. Another part that I find really interesting is about advertising, um, because job advertising has remained highly manual and fairly unscalable. Like if we're looking at how advertising happens in other industries, e-commerce, and basically everywhere else, um, we see that job advertising is still not performance-based, uh, and more, most organizations just still spray and pray and hope for the best. Uh, so there is, there is a ma- massive opportunity that we see to apply this modern ad technology to make job advertising performance-based, targeted, and also autom- automated to, to, to really bring it to the next level. That, that, all makes, um, yeah, that all makes perfect sense. And uh, I think it illustrates just, you know, how much is going on at the moment. And as you say, all these things are, um, you know, are currently possible. They're not, um, they're, they're not um, some kind of futurist vision about where we're going to be. Um, just to sort of pick up on um, one aspect of that, you, you were sort of talking about um, automated matching and automated sourcing how how does that actually how does that actually work in work in practice how does um you know a a machine get good um at knowing what a uh you know what a potential you know good candidate looks like um and also you know in terms of bias can can a machine be biased as well what what, what's your kind of experience and thoughts on those so let's start with the first first questions of uh, about how this is how, how this can be done um, generally, this is a difficult technical challenge, similar to similar to to Google and search and uh, other other uh, popular search and uh, recommendation technology. This problem is is something that would never be solved, and uh, we will work on this for years. But generally, there are certain things that there are that that there are new technology available that can make that automation faster. So one of the things we do so at Smart Recruiters we recently launched a product called Smart Assistant. And, and the way we do it, and I think different companies, uh, different software have different approaches. And what, what we do is that we spend the vast amounts of time of, on our enge- engineers to actually normalize data and clean up data. Because that's what we see is the biggest, the biggest wins in terms of um, you know, every time we, we receive a resume, uh, we, we will obviously parse and analyze that profile data. And 
The biggest challenge there is to make sure that we have a fairly good understanding of the candidate's uh, skills, work experience, background, education background, and generally what have what skills they have demonstrated uh, throughout throughout their career. And this is not very fairly. This, this is not very straightforward, especially because we're dealing with fairly unstructured data. You know, you talk about resumes in PDF formats or Word formats or LinkedIn LinkedIn profiles or any other social accounts that that we that we can access to. And, and there is no standard way of describing your, ex, your experiences. And generally, it also comes down to, to the single individuals because some people are very good at describing what they do in their resumes. And frankly, other people are not good at selling them themselves. So you're dealing with a huge amount of ambiguous data that you need to clean up and normalize first before you can actually do anything, anything smart about it. Um, so... This, we started looking at this problem back in 2013 with the first startup that I founded um, because we, we, we applied similar, uh, similar thought process on job descriptions because we wanted to do, uh, recommend the best jobs for the candidates. And to be able to do so, we had to analyze job descriptions, which also suffer from similar problems. That, you know, some, some job, many job descriptions are fairly weak. They're either uh, stuffed with keywords to make sure that they attract as many candidates as possible or they can be very, very ambiguous and not necessarily talking about uh, the skills that they require and uh, and things like that. So what what so that's what we're doing most 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 of the time. Uh, the, a huge amount of effort is going into uh, normalizing the data, uh, finding valuable data sources in the market, bringing it in, and trying to enrich our own uh, data set so that. Every time we see a new candidate, every every time we see a new job description, we can very quickly classify it and also additionally enrich it with additional data that would that would help it to attract the right candidates or uh, attract the right the right jobs and based on that of course there there is no one uh, type of technology that can be applied for the for the rest of the matching process we use a variety of different uh, technologies as machine learning matching we use um, uh, nat- natural language processing, deep learning, and uh, there is a fairly complex set of different tools that that, sh- that can be applied to different problems. And uh, depending on the problem that we have, we lo- we're looking at all kind of uh, available te- technology out there. To move on to your second question about if machines can be biased, and it's absolutely correct. Correct, and th- this is one of the reasons we're spending such a huge amount of effort on the um, top of the funnel in terms of. The incoming data to make sure that the bias that are that are in there within that data doesn't um, affect the rest of the rest of the process. And because obviously, if we would train our machine learning algorithms on the detecting patterns of uh, based on biased data, it's, it's absolutely correct that that uh, machine learning will will also be biased, and we will reinforce that negative uh, effect into the into the process. There are, there are different ways to, to remove bias. I mean, first of all, it's, it's fairly challenging, and I, I would rather say impossible to completely remove bias from the process because there's going to be a, some degree of market bias in terms of um, the way uh, jobs are described, the way that uh, we expect candidates to describe themselves in the resumes. That is fairly hard to move, move away from. What we do at Smart Recruiters and within my team is – that we're trying to expand our data set as much as possible. So 
because with a larger data set, uh, it, it, you reduce your risk of having bias and you're balancing out the different bias over time. So uh, one of the way we do is, it's, uh, as I mentioned, we started JobSpotting in 2013 and we were active in 12 countries. So we have access on uh, access to job descriptions for five years in 12 different countries, which helps us to have a fairly good understanding of a broad understanding of uh, similar job descriptions, uh, what those uh, particular jobs are uh, requiring in terms of skills and, and educational background in different countries that, that kind of broaden our spectrum in terms of um, a variety of uh, mindsets and views. And on top of that, we are, uh, in terms of matching, we're not we're really moving away from um, uh, looking at individual candidates. And instead, every time we receive an uh, application and analyze it, we're trying to enrich it with additional data so that, so that we make sure every candidate has a fair chance of being discovered and being cons- considered for a job. And in, in addition to it, uh, the last thing I want to say is that I don't, I don't expect software and AI to fully replace the, the, the recruitment process. Uh, I think uh, there has been some misunderstanding that, you know, that AI will completely take over, take over their jobs and, uh, you know, be able to automatically hire and automatically reject. So if the, if, the, if the AI system is biased, it will automatically infuse that. Instead, we see it as a, as a kind of an AI assistant, you know, like something, somebody who takes care of the grunt work, all the manual tasks that a recruiter has to do today so that you leave t- more time for recruiters to actually do their, do their jobs. And we believe that uh, burdening them, to, to, to not burdening them with the manual work that they do today, it will leave them more time to really learn about the candidates, to really dig deep and, uh, and reach out to them so that they would, they would not have to fall, uh, fall back to their negative biases, which is also another way to to encouraging diversity hiring. That's really interesting, and I think you 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 know you start to sort of touch on the 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 the, the sort of core of my next question, really, which is you know which is is about the role of the the the, the recruiter. Um, you know, what what are recruiters going to be focused on? Um, are there any sort of precedents from other industries where you know uh, technology has has sort of massively changed roles? Um, should recruiters be optimistic or should they be uh, pessimistic about their future? I don't see any any reason for being pessimistic. I definitely I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about what technology, uh, how technology is changing recruiters' work today. Because, as I mentioned, to be honest, I don't think anyone got into this business to do manual, repetitive work. Uh, you know, this, these are these are tasks that nobody nobody likes to do, uh, but that but somehow uh, we all have to have to do it. But uh, you know, obviously with what, what do we do when sourcing screening and sorting candidates are done by robots? Uh, I actually had this conversation recently with uh, our own head of people at Smart Recruiters, Sarah Wilson. Um, and she said something that really stuck with me. She, she, and I'm going to quote her here. Um, she said, inserting AI into recruiting process is a huge win for talent acquisition uh, professionals because instead of spending their time on repetitive administrative tasks, Recruiters can finally focus on the part of the job that matters the most, connecting to the right candidates with the right opportunities. I personally think she's hitting hitting the nail on, on the head because there is a human element recruiting that can never be done by, by a machine. And if you're looking at other industries uh, that has gone through the same transformation, um, 
the, let's take medicine as an example. Uh, you know, with with the computer vision and and uh, uh, data analysis on uh, on uh, medical imagery. Now doctors can really focus on uh, the important work of pa- patient care because uh, introducing that technology into the into the process doesn't replace the doctors. It's actually opening up for, for them to spend more time on care and the next steps and in, instead of actually trying to figure out uh, what, the, what the potential cause are. And we have seen a similar thing happening in, within the marketing, uh, marketing industry because if you're, looking at, if you're looking at five to 10 years ago and the tasks that a marketing professional would do, obviously most of those tasks have been, have, have, have been automated through automated advertising, uh, automated targeting, real-time bidding, and you know, a huge amount of those tasks that were done manually, it just are currently done by machines. And instead, those professionals are not out of work. They, they really have changed the way, uh, changed the skills that are required by them, and really focusing on a much more, um, much more uh, creative work and much more anal- anal- analytical work instead of actually the process-oriented uh, workflow that I had before. So in terms of recruiting, I see that yet yeah, this true automation will replace many of the transactional aspects of our jobs today. Things like screening, matching, interviewing, also scheduling, and even onboarding. Um, so human skills are becoming increasingly important. Things like uh, conversational skills, networking skills, uh, but also community building, coaching, uh, being able to influence candidates, ne- negotiating, closing uh, candidates, and also the whole uh, re- relationship development with your with your community is going to be interesting. So there's going to be uh, a big challenge there because um, this is again not about a future vision. Like the automation is happening today. There's several companies out there, several software vendors that that easily have. Uh, automate many of the uh, manual tasks that are happening in recruiting today. And so we just need to embrace that change and not necessarily uh, uh, trying to fear it. And instead, uh, looking at how we need to, we need to change our, our, our way of thinking because there's no point in trying to compete with robots and technology. Instead, we just, we just need to focus on what, what we humans are good at. So as we've both said, everything that we've sort of talked about in the conversation so far is, is stuff that's happening right now and stuff that, you know, um, forward thinking companies are already adopting. Um, as, a, as a kind of a final question, sort of some final thoughts, um, where are we going next? Um, if this is the present, what does the future look like? What sort of technologies and, and things do you have on your radar? I mean, generally, I think uh, with the with the hype around AI and machine learning that is in the market today. Uh, I see similar thing happened uh, past years around mo- mobile technology. You know, you heard startups and companies talking about their mobile roadmap and uh, being mobile first. And similar, similar to that, I think within a couple of years, AI and machine learning will just be a standard part of any software, like including including recruiting, recruiting software. Uh, so, all software will have to become smart because because if they're not, then just absolutely going to be uh, killed by 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 the competition competition out there. Um, so that's that's one thing that all software will become smart. Second is there's just the way that we recruit and the way 
that the both side of the market is changing is happening much more rapidly. So not only as recruiters, we have to uh, get used to automation and change the way we work. We also need to take into account that uh, the candidates are the way they look for jobs and look the way they manage their careers also going to change massively. You know, we, we talked about uh, intelligent advertising and how most companies are still uh, posting their jobs to job board and hope for the best. And I think that's definitely not going something that's going to work in the future. Uh, it needs to be much more focused on a candidate relationship and management because I think candidates today behave much more like consumers um, than you know the typical job job candidate that that uh, we might be thinking of. So they value the convenience and personalization much more, and they see companies much more like brands. Uh, that they ad- identify with and want to want to work for. So there's also another area where I think uh, can- candidate relationship management is is it going to be a major um, a major area for uh, for the, for f- future change. Hassam, thank you very much for talking to me. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Matt. My thanks to Hassam Lavi. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or via your podcasting app of choice. The show also has its own dedicated app, which you can find by searching for Recruiting Future in your app store. If you're a Spotify user, you can also find the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week, and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.